Agents Podcast. Welcome to the Lab Code Agents Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Lab Code Agents Marketing Center. The LCA Marketing Center is designed specifically for the real estate world. It's a design center for marketing that has templates created so you can just plug and play. From flyers, postcards, buyer presentations to open house signs and Instagram posts. Check it out for free for seven days at lcamarketingcenter.com. In this week's episode of the Lab Code Agents podcast, we talked to Jennifer Ramey, a military spouse with a social media background who launched her real estate career in 2015. Jennifer started creating a team after six months in the business and has an incredible story about building and executing a plan to achieve her aggressive goals. Tune in to hear how Jen is making her plans come to fruition. Okay, welcome back, Lab Coach Nation, to the Lab Code Agents podcast. And I'm excited today to bring on a, a new guest, a guest that I just recently met digitally. And today I get to further enhance our meeting digitally because we're looking at each other in video, of course. And uh, she was introduced to uh, me uh, by Tristan Ahumada. You all know Tristan very, very well. And I have since stalked this gal uh, to learn more about her. And I'm really excited to share more about her with you today because some of the things she is doing with her group, she's a Keller Williams agent out of Augusta, Georgia, uh, does business, it looks like, in Georgia and Florida. I'm going to let her tell us more. The name of her group is The Giant Group, which has an awesome story. And wait till you hear this one. Jen Ramey, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. So, like I said, I don't know you. I'm going to assume that most of our audience doesn't know you very well. So, tell us who you are and where you come from in the business. So, I'm Jen Ramey, and uh, I've been a military spouse for the last 17 years. We've lived overseas most of that, and about three years ago, we moved, well, four years ago now, we moved back stateside. And my husband retired, and I found the awesome world of real estate, delved in, love every second of it, and we decided to stay in Augusta. We're close enough to family that we can see them on the weekend, but far enough away that they can't stop by unannounced. So we have uh, really enjoyed this area. Awesome. So you got into real estate how many years ago? 2000, December 2015 is when I got my license. Holy mackerel, and you're already crushing it. That's pretty impressive. So four, four to five years. Yeah, I'm, I'm in my fourth year. Awesome. Awesome. And so tell us about your upbringing. Like what led you to real estate and where'd you start? So I grew up in central Florida, about uh, 20 minutes away from the rat. And my best friend and I grew up cow tipping and orange <laughs> fields and stuff like that. I knew my husband back then, but I didn't know that I knew him. We were in a very small town. We had all the same friends, knew all the same people. We just had never met. And then uh, grew up, went off to college, got kicked out of college, which is a whole nother story. Came home with my tail between my legs and met my husband then. Got married, did the military wife life for a really long time. They offer certification classes for military spouses. And so I took social media certification classes. So that's something you can do pretty much anywhere. And um, I did freelance social media work for some magazines in Hong Kong, web designers, or not web designers, um, wedding planners, 
and just different stuff stateside because I can do that as a mom at 3 a.m. and to kind of add a little extra income to the family. And then when I knew that he was going to retire back here in Augusta, we had picked Augusta to retire to. I uh, went back and got an extra certification for real estate. And I had the regular Joanna Gaines dreams of HGTV and that's what real estate is like. And if anybody's listening to this podcast and you're out in real estate, yeah, that's not what real estate's like. <laughs> and I came back, I took all the classes I could while we lived in Korea. And then the minute we came back to the States, I went and took our state, my state test and got licensed, went straight to Keller Williams. I read the MREA before I was uh, licensed and I knew that Keller was where I wanted to be. And signed up. We only have one market center here. So went straight there. Our team leader at the time was amazing, helped me get started. And uh, the rest has been kind of history. I just followed the model. I followed the systems in the MREA. I joined an amazing team um, and I was right up front with them. And I was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. I kind of view my splits as a tuition on how to be a great agent and how to run a team. And they were good with that and so for 18 months I just learned and soaked up everything I could leaving their team was probably the hardest decision I could have ever made because I was really comfortable there it's a great team it's a great atmosphere I was making good money why leave like they they were great and so it was just more of that I needed to push through where I was comfortable to reach my next set of goals of of um, world domination. So um, I was a single agent. I was really only a single agent for about six months. And I took that time to hire my first admin, then my first transaction coordinator and on to buyer's agent. So now I've been running my own team for uh, about a year and a half. I think we're almost almost through to our second year now. Uh, we've got three agents and three admin and then one expansion agent down in Orlando. And that's my best friend from high school, Michelle. This is awesome. So we, and I just interviewed Carrie Scholl on a podcast interview that uh, actually will have been out by the time this one comes out. And we talked about hiring. What, what point in your career do you hire help? Right. And so you, you were an, a single agent for six months. Let me say that again, six months in the business before she decided to take that leap and grow a team. What led you to that point? I mean, you're you're basically a newborn in the business, and that takes a lot of cojones, um, and there's some risk there. But also, I think that's impressive because there's so many agents that are relatively new to the business, or even if they're not new to the business and they're still a single agent who think, I need to do it, but I'm afraid to do it. What what led you to that point and put, kind of pushed you over the edge and, and, and allowed you to expand like that? Because that's that's impressive. So I actually had my first buyer's agent at six months. I hired my first admin at three months of being a single agent. And I did that uh, because I had a plan. I went to one of Keller Williams. I, it must have been family because I didn't start going to mega camps until recently. So I went to a family reunion and I heard Lance Logan speak. And whether you're Keller, Codwell, whoever you are, if you ever get a chance to listen to any uh, Logan speak, Lance or Katrina, they're amazing. And he said he sat down and he made a 10-year, 
15 year, 27 year plan of where they were going to be and what they were going to do. And he modeled out not just what they were going to do, but who they needed to make that happen. And one of the great things of real estate is people have done it before us. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. My takeaway from that family was I went and I sat down in this little diner um, at a table and I, I must have had five cups of coffee. The waitress probably thought I didn't eat. And I just mapped out my life for the next 10 years and all the people that I would need to make that happen. And for that to happen, I needed to hire an admin. I needed to hire a transaction coordinator. I needed, and, and when I needed to do that and how I needed to do that and who it needed to be and, and what that person looked like. And even if I didn't know who they were at that time. And so just that forward planning. And if, if you talk to my husband, I'm not that forward planning. I'm the visionary. I'm the, let's do this, let's go. But I'm not the put it on paper kind of person. So what I've learned is you can have that goal and you can have that dream, but until it's on paper, it's not a plan. And I know 100,000 people have said that before me, but until you actually do it and you take action on it, you can hear a good idea all day long, but if you're not going to do anything about it, it's just a good idea. I love this. And, and there's a couple of good points here. And that is, you know, we're brand agnostic with, with LCA. You know, there's no, we're not recommending any particular brand. But, but what you said is powerful because, you know, Keller's known for training. They're known for being able to put you in this position. And, and it doesn't matter what brand you're with. What Jen has done is she seeked out knowledge. You, you, you immersed yourself. You surrounded yourself with successful people. You went to events. We talk about this all the time about how important that is. You invested in your business, not only to learn, but then you learned, which told you, I need to invest by hiring help because that's the only way I'm going to scale this business. And you know, this is not the intent of where this conversation was going to go, as you know, before we started. But man, this is really, really good. I think this is impressive and a great message for the agent who's sitting out there and in, in, in the shoes that you were in, which is, I'm a single agent. I, there's only one way to scale. There's only one way to grow my business. How do I do it? Well, I'll give you an example. Follow Jen Ramey. This is really good. So let's 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 move on from that because we got a lot of stuff to talk about, and I want to start with more of a personal thing. Uh, okay. So tell me, what is the story behind the Giant Group? So everybody's searching for that perfect tagline, right? My first tagline as a single agent was, "Your home is kind of a big deal," and I am your real estate giant because when I enter a room, I'm six foot tall. And it's always the first question people ask is how tall are you? How big are you? Ever since you know high school, how how thin is the air up there? That kind of stuff. <laughs> so uh, my little sister and my sister-in-law have a saying and it's called just lean into the awkward. And so just embrace it. And so that's how I came up with the tagline and your real estate giant. And, and that's still my website today because there's no point in changing it. And so when we became a group, I decided to just make it the giant group. It works really well as far as initials go and, and branding goes. And it's not my face. It's not my name. It's not about me. It's about the group as a whole. Anybody can walk in, whether they're five feet tall or six feet, and they can be your real estate giant and they can represent you. And anybody on the team can be the giant that day. So it works out really well. And it's also really fun 
to walk in and a number of people on the team are really tall and then our admin is like five one <laughs> like she, she like barely is tall enough to drive without a booster seat and so she's always like I have a giant personality <laughs> it works awesome awesome that's really great that's good that's really good branding that's unique branding and I love it lean into the awkward and kind of embracing who you are and what you are and um, that's, uh, you know, you and I were talking about that before the show. And I was asking her personal questions of how difficult was it to, for example, date and find her husband, who, by the way, is six foot six. Uh, yeah. So uh, clearly she uh, found someone who can uh, stand I above. can wear really tall heels and <laughs> still be short. And you said you wear heels all the time. I do. So you're really imposing when you walk into a room from a height perspective. I try not to wear heels on listing appointments because I'm trying to build rapport. But if I'm going to negotiations with another co-op agent, I almost always wear heels. I love it. I love it. So you mentioned that you're a military spouse. Uh, so I imagine that's a big piece of your business. So is there anything that unique that you share that you guys do uh, to take advantage of that distinction or what you are? Um, or, or how are you using that in your business? So actually, a lot of us on the team are military spouses. In fact, two of our team members' husbands are deployed right now. So that plays in a big role in um, team morale. And we make sure that we do extra things for them, make sure that they have housekeepers, or we make sure we spend extra time with them, we just show up at their house with wine. Sometimes we, we start a new thing at the office where we yell affirmations at each other, which is really fun. If you've not yelled affirmations at somebody, do it. I highly recommend it. It's give, me, give me an example. I'd be like, I really like your hat. Um, you like, you got a big smile. Thank you. And then uh, it turns into a thing where they yell back and it's just, I don't know, just really big things. So as far as marketing goes, we have a fun, if anybody out there has been on a spouse's page, you know how much fun and drama filled it can be. Uh, we have a lot of spouses pages in our area. We're a joint force. Um, command here. So we're an army base, but we have army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines that get stationed here. And so we're heavily marketed on the spouses page, a lot of word of mouth. And then we do a lot of sight unseen purchases. People coming here from Korea, people coming here from Germany, people coming here from Japan. I'm currently selling a house for um, some really good friends of mine that are stationed in Japan. So they're really over the top worried about selling their house. They can't be here to prep for showings. They can't be here to make sure the lights are on. So we have to do extra and, and bend over backwards. It's not really bending over, we're serving them. But there's extra that goes into it uh, to make sure that they're well taken care of. And we have a good reputation. It's a little bit different when you're videotaping a house for somebody who's in Korea, you've got a 13 hour time difference. So you can't get the feedback back to that seller quickly because your buyer's not going to see it in the same amount of time. But once you get well known for that and you're honest with them, you have to describe the smells in the house. You have Because when they see the house for the first time, that they already own it. Like there's not a take back time period. And whether they love it or hate it is whether, how they're going to feel about you. And you have to be a lot more picky about the home. And it's a whole different version of selling a house. It really is. And you want to make sure, unfortunately, we get a lot of people selling a house that there's agents in the area that aren't as familiar with military and they just see 
somebody calls and they say, hey, I saw this home on Matterport. It's perfect for us. We want to put an offer in. And this agent will go put an offer in on a house and they've never even been to it or walked through it. So for all you know, the backyard's a highway and these people have four small children or smells, you know, like cigarettes. And one of them has really bad allergies. You have to get to know the people, really dig into them, dig into their lives a lot more than you would somebody you're meeting at the office and you can actually take and allow them to form their own opinions of the house. And then at that same point, you have to really walk fair housing guidelines a lot because you can't make decisions for somebody else based off of what you know about them. You can only give them your opinions and point them in the right direction as far as websites and research and stuff goes. So we've really carved out a niche there. We've put a lot of extra, we started with gimbals and stuff because we were doing a lot of videography with our cell phones and <laughs> it's all wobbly and mouth breathing when you're going up the stairs and stuff like that. So the new Hero 7 Black uh, GoPro is amazing. It's got a built-in gimbal. So that's what we do all our videos with. Now, it takes a little bit longer. Repeat that again, what, what that was, what the camera um, The GoPro Hero 7 Black. It's got to be the black. The white looks exactly the same. Um, and it's like $150 cheaper. So you're like, why would I not buy this one? It doesn't have the built-in stabilization. So uh, it's built-in, uh, it's tiny. You can stick it in your back pocket and take it with you everywhere. It uh, battery dies really quick. So buy the extra batteries. Awesome. But that's, that's what we take to do all our, our videos with now. Really good sound pickup. So my only complaint on it is it takes a little bit longer to download or upload the videos. But other than that, everybody seems to like it a lot better as far as that goes. And then again, we lean into awkward because you still have to build rapport with people that have never seen you ever. Mm -hmm. um, because when they move here, then you're the only person they know. So we make up a lot of terms. Tub shower combos are now shubs. And uh, just kind of make up our own stuff and build a rapport with them through video. Awesome. Anyway. So I have a question. You mentioned in the very beginning of, of this conversation about uh, if you have Facebook groups. Uh -huh. So what are you building the groups to attract? What is it about? Like to give somebody as an example who might be living in a military area, uh, who might who not might not be taking advantage of this like you guys are clearly owning it. What kind of a Facebook group are you creating? Okay, so the Facebook groups are already out there. Military spouses already have groups and they're highly regulated. So if you can become an admin on one of those groups, do it. It's hard to get on there and you have to deal with a lot of drama because spouses are drama. It's what we are. There's, I mean, if you think about it, your husbands are gone for long periods of time and, and we're drama. I'm going to leave that one alone and let you say that. Yeah. I mean, any military spouse that's been on a page knows, knows what it is. And we actually have groups about the drama. Don't join those groups. Okay. Just join the information groups. Uh, provide information, provide support, answer questions that aren't about real estate, get your name out there as being someone that's helpful. And then what we've done is we've also created a group just for our clients. And it's, you know, the giant group client group where we provide coupons and discounts from vendors, anything that's we're not marketing any of our stuff. This is not us marketing. This is us giving back. And then we also tell them, hey, what we'd 
like to ask you is if somebody's asking for a realtor in the spouses group, we're going to put it in here and ask you to tag us. And uh, because it becomes kind of like, have you ever seen the the meme where uh, Johnny Depp, the pirates getting chased by all the by all the other pirates down the beach? When somebody asks for a realtor in one of these groups, all of a sudden, um, you've seen it in a referral group. Mm-hmm. Can I get an agent in Orlando, Florida? All of a sudden, 200 tags. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Okay, so that's how it is in the military spouse groups. But you want to be like one of the first tagged, first 10 tagged agents. And if you can be in that top 10, like five times, you're going to be the agent that gets picked. So we've created something where we're giving back and they know their military spouse past clients that if they see somebody in that group to tag us awesome awesome and so it's kind of like a a give and take Mm -hmm. and so they know when they join that group for our clients that we're going to give them things and tools and they can come there for any questions we're not marketing to them we're not this is not where we're showing them our new listings or anything like that this is just for them just to give back and where they come first to find out about our client events However, if there's anything in these in these groups over here we, that they're members of, we'd like them to tag us. I love it. And this is a very simple concept, folks. It's called coming from a place of contribution. You know, so if you just sit back on the sidelines and try to chime in, like you said, when somebody asks, what differentiates you? So it doesn't matter what audience you're targeting. It doesn't have to just be military. It can be any audience. If you come from a place of contribution, it's a little bit of a longer game but you will become well-known and it will come back to you tenfold. Everybody says it all the time. It never fails. I think the, the reason most people fail just in general, any profession is they don't do it long enough. And obviously you've probably been doing this long enough. You're, and that is why you're crushing it. I love this. This is phenomenal feedback. Uh, so let's, let's move, let's move a, a ahead. Cause I got a couple other things I want to talk to you about. Uh, you mentioned, spouses, uh, and I'm going to leave the whole drama thing alone. But one thing I noticed on your website, which by the way, I'm going to plug this a couple of times, you know, so I interview a lot of agents and brokers and people from different uh, backgrounds. And I will say usually, uh, in a lot of cases, just like Jen's, I didn't know her prior to doing this podcast. And so I have to go stalk you a little bit, right? And usually it's either Facebook or it's your website. And a lot of times it can be challenging because there's not a lot of good information out there. But I will say that Jen's website, The Giant Group, which is actually the yourrealestategiant.com, is very effective. It's simple to use. It's easy to find stuff. And if you're looking for a better website, I highly recommend you go check her out because they're doing a fantastic job. Uh, and this is exactly what created my bullet points of what I wanted to talk to her about today. And it's usually not that easy with people. So I applaud you for that. Which leads me to my next question. Uh, one of the things I noticed on your website, whereas you had uh, yourself listed as the number one team in your market, and then in parentheses, according to our moms. First of all, that's kind of funny. Tell me what that's about. So everybody's the number one team in your market, right? Like everybody's the top producing agent. Everybody's the number one team. Everybody's um, the number one agent. We have, we have an agent here that's the number one. For everything and each company has their number one agent so are you the number one company in the agent are you the number or for your team for your broker for the whole mls what are, what are you the number one agent for and we had an extra slot to fill while we were while we were building out our website of another marketing plug and we were trying to figure out what it was and they're like well, why don't you put like our spot of what we are and i'm like how do you qualify that how do you 
what is the actual because we could we could be the number one of a ton of different things and um so we have the five pillars of what we are as a team and we have that up in our in our um, little dinette area and one of them is quirky and so i was like well why not show off a little bit of our you know awkward quirky side and we're the number one according to our mom and it's just kind of i'm sure you've all seen the meme going around i think lighter side of real estate made it up about you know we're the number one team according to mom a lot of our postcards that we send out are and even our business cards have like they're just emoji business cards um, just quirky, fun stuff. Because even though we're professional and we're here to look out for your best interests, we are here to enjoy our jobs. Nobody quit their nine to five to not have fun on our on our daily lives. So we are, uh, and most of our moms like us. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to think, everybody's got a pretty. Good well, according to the stat, mom. they do. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think if anybody's got a bad relationship with their moms. I think we're all good with our moms. I love it. I love it. That's the culture side. So again, you know, those are the kind of things that are so incredibly important. And we've talked about that numerous times on the podcast. And I love what you're doing there. Uh, so let's talk, uh, let's talk some niche stuff. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But again, I found on your website, you guys use the term Insta famous. So clearly, you are utilizing Instagram. We all know that we need to be utilizing social media more for the most part, some are crushing it, uh, but far more need the help. What does that mean? What are you What are you doing with Instagram to make uh, to use the term Insta famous? So again, I got revert back to my social media background. I picked three social media that I really wanted to crush, and I took a look at the demographics of who's using what and targeting, you know, up and coming as far as who we're currently targeting to and who we want to be targeting to. So. That being said, our targets are Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Pinterest. So, uh, and that's because most of the sellers are actually on Facebook. Actually, everybody's on Facebook. Like, even when you want to try and get off Facebook, you get right back on. Facebook. Other than maybe our teenagers, that's about the only audience. That's- yeah, and which is why we're on Instagram, um, because those are up and coming. And and honestly, they're not really up and coming. They're there. They're they're ready to buy. They've got the jobs. Uh, they're just starting to search and they're running a little bit slower than, than maybe my generation was on the home buying, but they're, they're there. And then Pinterest, cause that's where everybody goes to plan for their home buying. So if I can be the, the board that people are planning for their home buying. And so I will say that's the one that we're not killing it on. We're still trying to figure that out. And that's because we're spending so much time on the other two. Uh, and if I could recommend this to anybody, don't try and do everything. Just pick, one and master it and then the next one and work on mastering it and the next one and you're probably going to top out at three because nobody has more than that time in your life to, to do that uh, if you want to master more than three hire so right now we I, I don't feel like we've mastered Facebook but I feel comfortable with Facebook now we're working on mastering Instagram and so we've really started focusing making sure we're posting every day making sure we're posting content that's not about home buying bingo to talk to people, uh, maybe decor. So it's still kind of home related, but I don't, I'm not, during Shark Week, we're posting about Shark Week. During National Dog Day, we're, ta- we're talking about dogs. Tell me about your dogs. 
stuff that's going to engage people. And then maybe we'll post one of our listings. So if we have seven listings in a week, maybe one of those will get posted. We're not posting all of them. We're not trying to fill your feeds. Also, one of the really great things on Instagram, people love motivation. So if you hear a really good quote, make a quick, fun design with that quote. Make sure you give it good credit. Don't try and steal the quote and put it out there. I feel like quotes, if done in the right order on your Instagram feed, get really good traction. That's one of the things I'm trying to work on. One of my favorite agents here, he works at another brokerage. He's probably one of the best guys to mastermind with. If you ever want to talk to a good luxury agent, PJ Ferno is amazing. He's got Instagram on lock around here and his the way he patterns his, it makes pictures, it makes faces. He does certain things on certain days. And um, I'm really trying to learn as much from him um, as he'll, he'll divulge. But um, just trying to figure out what more people want and give it to them. And then that'll come back to you. Stories, I will say I'm not the best at stories. I'm still, I feel like I'm 80 years old when it comes to Instagram stories. I'm getting the videos. And just working with that. And, but honestly, it's all about, again, it goes back to contribution. What do people want to, to hear and see? Um, they don't want to see home buying unless that's the phase of their life they're particularly in. The only time they're interested in home buying is when they're searching. Well, when they're searching, they already have an agent. So they don't need to be talking to me. 100%. Um, and so I want to give them content that they're interested in before they're looking at home buying. I love it. I love this. And, and we talk about this all the time. It, and I say it's an 80-20 rule. Your content should be 80% personal, authentic, 20% business, maybe even less than that, because nobody wants it down their throat. And nobody cares what the market is doing, what the rates are doing, what FHA just changed their guidelines. Nobody cares. Even, and I would even argue, most don't even care if they're in the home buying process or in the mortgage process. They don't care because they already have their person. That's their resource. They are not going to Facebook to get caught up on that. They're not going to Instagram to get caught up on that. They're not going to Pinterest or LinkedIn or YouTube, any of the platforms to get caught up on any of that crap. So why are you posting it? Just be authentic. I love what you're doing. You just great. You gave some phenomenal ideas. You guys are clearly on to something, and I think it's great. And I will say this too, when it comes to because I actually do four pages, and it's not. I don't use Pinterest. I do Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn's actually kind of a secret weapon that a lot of people aren't using because they're kind of they just feel like they're just going to get recruited. But there's a lot of people that are on it that you can target, um, and then YouTube is like the next next of kin. That's where we all should be. Uh, and I won't get too deep into that, but a lot of it, I, I cross post. So a lot of the stuff I'm posting, because Facebook's my go-to, I'm posting, I'm sharing to the other pages. And occasionally I, I mix and match. I don't do the same thing, but you really could be doing that. Yeah. Like a lot of my Instagram followers are people that were sick of Facebook. And so they went to Instagram. That's why I went to Instagram because I thought I need to share with my mother-in-law. She needs to see what my kids are doing on, on social media. And she's always missing out on everything I'm posting on Facebook. That's why that's another reason why I use Instagram and everybody has different reasons. There is no playbook. There is no right way to do it. The only thing I will say is, is if you actually do hire someone, the only reason you should hire anybody for social media content is for filler because we can sniff out a lack of authenticity like that. So, 
if you need filler, like you need daily posting and you just need stuff, fine, uh-huh. hire somebody. But the majority of your posting better come from you. That's where you're going to get the engagement. And if you don't get engagement and you don't get eyeballs, you're kind of wasting your time on social media because that's what it's all about. I, well, and I will say when you're talking about cross posting, that's one of the reasons our website is so um, good. It's we can cross post so much to bring everything back to our website. So like the reason Pinterest works for us is because we can take our blog, put it on Pinterest. And when people click off of it, it brings it back to our website and we can put that onto Facebook. We can put that onto Instagram. I mean, you can't link stuff on Instagram, but you know, hashtag link in bio, but still using that intuitive social media working together. That's how you make websites work. When I see people complain about, well, we don't get leads off our website or we don't work our website. We use this IDX site and I've not gotten a lead off of it in five years. You're not using it correctly. So. You're hundred percent right. So what, one more thing from your website again, that I also found are kind of two things, but they kind of blend together. So you guys are doing, you know, video marketing, you mentioned that, and you even mentioned on your website, how you will run ads on Facebook uh, to, to find buyers, probably use it for sellers. How are you utilizing uh, both of those two tools? So one Facebook ads to uh, video marketing, what's, what, what are kind of the, your strengths there? So we do our goal off each listing is to get three contracts. So if we don't get three contracts off each listing, we've missed the mark. And one of those ways that we utilize that is Facebook ads and Google ads. Facebook ads heavily. I just started delving into Google ads after listening to Chris Nevada in Megacamp. And if you haven't heard of Chris Nevada, he's awesome, go look him up. The Facebook ads are so easy. If worded correctly, first off, don't give out information in your Facebook ads. Okay, if you're giving out the price and the address, you've ruined your Facebook ad, don't do it. Put in a good link, use a bit.ly link, make it short so that people don't have, that people will actually click on it. Uh, Use emojis. I know I don't like them either, but people love them. Use emojis. Respond to every comment. You can invite each person to like it, to like your, or who likes your ad, to like your page. And I respond to comments and gifts. I talk in gifts. When people comment on my personal page, I respond in gifts. If I could live in gifts, I would. And so... You and uh, Tristan both. <laughs> if, you, if you scroll through, like, particularly negative comments, I get the best feedback. Somebody will say, well, just tell me the price. And, like, you respond in a gift with, well, it's a trap. And then, then they laugh and they think it's hilarious. Because you're not getting the price until you click the link. Because it is a trap. I spent money on this and you're going to click on it. And just be honest with them. They they know what it is. You know what it is. Let's not try and fake it out. Or they can message me and we can, you know, have a private conversation. Put the best things about the house. If it's a bad house, put the, you're still good things about the house. You're representing your seller, your fiduciaries to your seller. You don't want to put it's a bad house. But the good things, why would an invest, investor want this house? There's still good qualities. There's still a good buyer for this house out there. So put the good things about this house. Um, use your emojis. Draw people in. Little arrows to the link. Your whole point is to have them click this link. If your website or your IDX site will allow you to use a sign-in as Facebook, that is your best option. As soon as they go to our website, um, there's a little chatbot that says, can I help you? We honestly don't get a lot of people that use the chat bot, but it's there if somebody wants it. And that actually goes to my phone. So it's not really a bot, it's actually me. And so if somebody asks a question on there, it, it goes to my phone. But for to see the information, it'll say, okay, continue with Facebook. 
99% of the time. You and I do it every time. You want to take a Facebook quiz? Log in as Facebook. Tell me what type of potato I am. I need to know, right? But then it gives whoever that Russian app is all my information I've ever given Facebook. Why not give me all the information you've ever given Facebook? And so now I know everything about them. Uh, that's honestly our last um, ad campaign we ran. I spent $100. We It came down to about $0.03 cents per lead that came in. And we wow. got, I mean, now the, the money is really in the follow-up. Are we going to call all those people? I mean, automatic, as soon as that lead comes in, they get an email from us. You know, within a day, they get a text. So we have a lot of auto stuff that goes out, but none of that negates the human contact. We need that phone call to go out. We need, you know, an actual text message from one of our buyer's agents to go out and that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'll let you know in a month how many of those we actually convert or that will actually converse back with us. But it's out there and they're out there and they will talk back to you and they do want to see those pictures. You just have to do it in a way that makes them comfortable and you have to meet them where they are. Love it. What, um, what follow-up systems or CRM are you using? So right now we're going in between follow-up boss and command. So we're in the middle of switching over. Command doesn't do everything that we want it to do as far as it does pretty good database stuff, but it doesn't do the automatic replies and and stuff. So we're still utilizing follow-up boss as far as our drip campaigns and um, quote-unquote smart plans go. And then until those get ironed out, that will will definitely stay there. We're comfortable there. The best CRM is the one that you'll actually use. And that's the one that my team will use right now. I love it. I love it. This has been absolutely phenomenal. And we're coming up on 45 minutes. So we gotta we gotta wrap things up. Uh, let me let let me let you finish with um, anything else that you would like to share. Uh, with our audience. I think you've given some amazing nuggets. So from uh, just from personal branding with the giant group, which is very unique to you, that's that's phenomenal. Uh, the whole military spouse idea and what you're doing uh, with military uh, families is, is absolutely amazing. Your, your social media use is obviously on point. And again, I will mention it, your website is awesome. I really like your website. Your real estate... A- yourrealestategiant.com, yourrealestategiant.com all together is, is phenomenal. But do you have anything else to share before we uh, wrap up? I just think, you know, real estate is, is one of those things where there's no ceiling and you can, as long as you set your goals and you stick to them. I've talked to so many single agents every day that don't have their goals on paper, don't know how many houses they want to sell. I one of my main focuses right now is recruiting and I don't really sell quite as much. Um, I'm more team-based and helping the team sell. And it amazes me how many people have been in this business for 20 years and don't know how many houses they want to sell next year or how many houses they sold next year or last year. There's no ceiling, but there's also no floor. So protect yourself, know what you need to do, have a game plan. And, um, and implement it. You can have good ideas all day long, but if you don't do it, it doesn't count. Amen. And and if you didn't catch in the beginning of this podcast, Jen's been in real estate less than five years and she's already crushing it. You know, I didn't ask you your stats. What are you guys doing uh, currently? So last year, me and two agents sold 87 houses. And this year we should surpass a hundred. Um, 
And so uh, we're in a smaller market. I'm not sure what that relates to. I should know what that relates to. Um, you know, we closed over 10 million. Our average price point is one point, or one point, I wish it was one point, is uh, 175,000. And so uh, we, last quarter, uh, we finished uh, at the half year mark, we were over 6 million. Our goal was 7.5. So we're a little behind our goal for this year. Um, but we're trying to hit over 15 for the year this year. I love it. And she's in Augusta, Georgia, the home of the Masters. If you're a golf fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so this is just a really great testament uh, to not only what you are capable of, uh, but also what you're capable of, you know, with, with a lack of time in the industry, but also in, a, a, you know, not a Malibu market. You're in a normal market. So am I. And um, it just goes to show you that, that anything is possible. This has been a phenomenal share, Jen. I really appreciate it. Uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, I've shared the website, yourrealestategiant.com. Is there any other ways that they can find you or where can they find you on social media or how can they get a hold of you? Sure. Um, my page on social media is Jennifer Slamazon Ramey. And I keep Jennifer, it pretty open. Say that again. Slamazon. 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 Like Amazon, but Love with it. an S. Love it. Um, and then my cell phone number, 706-231-1556. You guys can call me anytime. Um, pretty open. And uh, Augusta, uh, Georgia, all the way up to Aiken, South Carolina. If you know anybody that needs anything, buy, sell, or invest. Give me a call. I love it. This has been great. Thank you so much. And once again, and as always, if you like what you hear today, please make sure that, uh, you know, you don't keep it a secret. Share our podcast. Let people know about it. Make sure your teams know about it. Make sure your leaders know about it. Make sure everybody knows about it. We just, we are coming from a place of contribution. We love to share. Uh, this has been a great follow-up podcast to the Carrie Schull podcast, uh, which was the week prior to this one. Check that one out too. So Jen Ramey, you have been absolutely amazing. I really appreciate you sharing today. And it was great to get to meet you. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you at a future event. Yeah, thank you. All righty, take care. Bye. Radical Agents Podcast.